0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and senior pastor of True Vine Baptist Church. This is my part as we welcome you, I welcome you, and I praise God the, that you'll get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Praise God. Oh, how we thank the Lord for his goodness, grace, and his mercy And these beautiful voices that just bless us today. Every time you turn around, there's blessing, blessing, blessing. If that's all I can say, that's all I got to say. Every time we turn around, God is always blessing. Can you get amen? amen? Praise the Lord. How we thank God for all that he's doing and will do even right now. Come on, let's pray together. Blessed Father, how we thank you for your love, grace, and mercy. Thank you, Father, for your blessing, blessings, blessings. Even when we don't expect it, we are blessed. Even, oh God, that we don't deserve it, you blessed us. And we give your name all the praise. Thank you, dear God, for our time in worship with you today. Those that are online with us, those that are across the world with us, and those of us right here in the sanctuary. Father, with this, a blessing. And so we thank you and give you all the praise. But, oh, God, we pray now that I would touch our hearts and minds by the power of your spirit. Open them up, oh, God, to your word, that you may speak to each of us. In your word, through your word, by your word, in Jesus' name. So now, O God, touch this, your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them. And God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. For it's in that name that's above all names, Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of the living God, let the church say amen amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I'm encouraged by our young people singing today. They are on it today. Amen. Not that they're not on it other time, but they really on it today. And so I just give God praise for them. Let's get on with it. And we're going to speak from Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 20. Verses 26 through 28. If you have Matthew 20 and 26, would you say amen? amen? Obviously, some people are still turning to it in their Bibles or their electronic devices. To Matthew 20, chapter verses 26 through 28. Matthew writes in the NIV, Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many may the lord add a blessing to the reading hearing and doing of his word you may take your seat in the presence of the lord We'll come from this topic today, greatness is serving. Greatness is serving. Oftentimes, as believers, for whatever the reason, there are many reasons, I'm sure, that we come and we're saved and we join the body of Christ, and then we sit down. And then we complain because stuff that we think ought to be done is not done. Sometimes I hear that some will say they're not singing my song. Well, the antidote is go join the choir and sing. Now, if they put you out, it don't mean they don't love you. It means you can't (laughs) say. Amen. So go get another ministry. You see, in the preceding verses, two disciples of Jesus, James and John, at the bequest of their mother, sought a higher position in the kingdom of God. How is it even today that many seek something higher than where they are? but we haven't served. We haven't done anything to give back to God, and we'll get more into that. You see, these who, they, they quickly learn, they learned that the pursuit of greatness in the kingdom is not position, power, or prestige. It is service. Anybody here who, uh, who know Christ as Lord and Savior you want to be great in the kingdom of God right here, then join a ministry. You want to be great, then start serving. We are needing uh, more people to serve. I don't like to necessarily call them volunteers, but volunteer and says, I want to serve the Lord. All through Scripture, the Bible tells us about serving God and this person served God, and we feel like, well, that was them, and I'm just going to come and sit, soak, and sober. Don't you do that. You come on in and get your place in line. Pick up your ministry and get with it. Because when we do, we begin to love one another even more. And then, more importantly, we build up the body of Christ. When we're all involved in the fight, all the more successful we will be. Can I get amen? amen. That's what we need to do. The Lord Jesus from the Scripture text Made it clear that greatness is all about serving. Sometimes we may feel that we are served out. Maybe we are burned out. Sometimes that may be true because other folk not serving. God needs all of us. I borrowed a, 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 some words from the world that all hands on deck. If everybody is doing what God would have them to do, oh, what a mighty place we would be for the glory of God. I'm talking about God and what God wants to do with his people, for his people, and to our community. God wants us to reach out more, but if we can't get anybody to go with us and reach out, then somebody's going to be lost. Somebody's going to miss something. We don't want that to happen. And as the other disciples were listening, the other ten, they were listening to the conversation Jesus taught his disciples a very valuable lesson concerning service in the kingdom of God. And he said to them all, going back to the text, 26 instead whoever wants to become great among you my friends ain't nobody great in the kingdom but jesus and we can't take his place we want to do what god wants us to do then just get busy for god you may be afraid but that's okay we all may be a little scary at some time but god will work it out and so when we began to serve we began to get deeper into god's word we began to get deep deeper in our relationship one with another. We get even deeper with our relationship with God Almighty. And as we began to pray and began to serve and do those things that God wants us to do, <clears throat> we'll see a difference in our church body. And those of you that are online, we're not going to leave you out. You can serve too. <clears throat> you can come to the church during the week. And we got stuff for you. Amen. I got the the middle aisle saying amen. I don't know about the outside aisle. They're not talking yet. But everyone can do it. And we'll get more into that. One can tell by the answer, James and John, by the answer in verse 27, that they were not yet mature in Christ. Oh, they became mature. They they, they did some marvelous things, and God blessed them and moved on up. They were thinking and acting like unsaved people or unsaved men and women in this depraved world. We come in this world and we all of us want to aspire to do great things. That's wonderful. But when you're in the house of God, you're in the right place at the right time to do the right thing. And that is to get busy and serving God. Why are we going to be serving God? Because we need to serve one another. We have to serve one another that God get the glory. And God begins to build us through that. James and Jesus continued teaching them. and They did not grasp this. at that time the significance of being a servant unto the Lord. Sometimes we get a little upset with people who've been serving a lot and for a long time because they got to stop, they got to quit, because they're tired that they wouldn't be tired and want to quit if some of y'all get up off that seat and on your feet and begin to go ahead and serve the Lord. Yes, the word servant is translated as one who serves, As a slave, one who's a slave, they serve at the behest and bequest of their master. Jesus is our master, and we want to serve him so we can serve the church. It is akin to the word ministry, which is to serve or being a servant. Kind of goes back when we we talk about serving and being a servant of God. Many people just want to come and look good and then leave. No, come and look good, serve, and then leave. Amen. Amen. A wider meaning of the word servant is the discharge of loving service. You know, then hear me first what Jesus did. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. We're going to look at that in a moment. I urge you, before we get there, a wider meaning of the word servant again is discharge of loving service as described of the household of Stephanas uh, in 1 Corinthians 16 uh, 16, 15 listen to what he says I urge you Paul is writing I urge you brethren you know the household of Stephanas that it is the first that they are the first fruits of acacia and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints Let's, let's go back and break this up a little bit they were the first fruits of this place, Acacia. They were the first ones to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. They didn't wait till their birthday. They didn't wait till some other time or some holiday to get in busy for the Lord. Listen to what the scripture says. They have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And what it looks like in this text, it seems to tell us they immediately began to serve the Lord. And we're going to look at why. In other words, as the new Christians, the household of founders became quick learners in serving God and others. Greatness is serving. You want to be great in the house of the Lord? Pick up a minute and begin to serve. Pick it up and begin to learn what God is doing. You'll grow in, in many ways when you do that. At the moment of salvation, Almighty God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, bless each believer, each believer with at least one spiritual gift. What are you doing with your gift? Y'all ain't got to be quiet. Tell me what you're doing. <laughs> we have a gift. God already blessed you. You may not know nothing about the scripture, except get born again. Well, that's enough. God said, "I have already given you something that you can do that you are well matched for." And when you do that, and you begin to serve, look look at the growth you're going to have. Some people are disappointed in church. It ain't the church. It's you. If you don't get some word in you, you don't begin to serve, you're going to be disappointed anyway. So don't look at me and tell me you're mad. I'm going to tell you, get glad and come over and serve. At the moment of salvation, we have that from God. And bless each. He, does, he has blessed each individual Christian with at least one. And the purpose of the gift or gifts is not for the believer. Some folk begin to think because they've got this beautiful voice. And they can sing good. It's all about them. No, it ain't. It's to usher in the blessing of God. To usher in the people of God that they begin to get excited about what God is about to do. Yes, Their voice and what they have, God has given them is to bless us so that we may bless God and bless one another. Can I get a witness? Yes. If you're able to, you have a gift to do other things. Uh, other than sing or play a music, play a instrument. Well, what are you doing with it in the closet? It dust getting on it. I asked a brother who's already up here, and he'll tell you about it later. I'm not gonna call his name. His initial is Vic. <laughs> he'll tell you. He was talking to me one day in Bible study, and I said, "I need a, I need a sax player." Big kind of hung around with it for a little bit. And then the next thing I saw, Vic up here. Now he's just tearing up stuff. Amen. I love when they they let him do a solo. Amen. Everybody get excited. It makes me want to come out of retirement to get my base, but I'm not coming out. I already got my gift. Amen. But what a blessing it is. It it blesses us. It adds things to what they're doing, and it blesses all of us. And God blesses, especially when He played one of, them, one of those old hymns. Amen. He's, he's playing, like last week, He was playing one. Woo! You make him want to jump up and shout. It just gets to us. What a blessing. Scripture declares that out of all the scripture gifts and, and the, the, the spiritual gifts, listen, there are seven, seven servant gifts. And yesterday we were in Orange Member Orientation. And some of you were blessed by the power of the spirit you weren't in a ministry folks started getting in ministry and i started looking and i began to praise the lord well we were just one session and they were they, they were just coming together and i was looking at oh look what god is doing so did that tell me that god said go ahead and preach this word because everybody else needs to get this you got them you got a gift you saved yes you got a gift then what you doing with it or Are you just using it for yourself or are you just letting it sit on the shelf God doesn't want us to do that. Now, out of all these gifts, there are these seven servant gifts. One is the gifts of helps. There's mercy, faith, leadership, management, and giving. But then there's discerning of spirits. Let's get that right right off the off the bat. I give the, the, the discerning of spirits is a gift by the Holy Spirit, which enables a person to judge whether one who speaks in tongues or performs miracles does so by the power of the Holy Spirit or does so by a false spirit. We need to know what the Word of God is saying so we don't get trapped and being in places we don't want to be. But the Bible tells us we ought to let each of us uh, ought to engage in service. We ought to find a place of service. If you, I told a group yesterday, if you don't have a one hour a week or one hour a month to serve the Lord in some gifted place, then give God that one hour and be faithful in it. Just, add, Lord, I, I, I'm working for family issues, etc., etc. but I got one hour I'm going to give to the Lord a week for service, not for Bible study, but for service. That's extra, amen. Then come on and serve God in that one area and give it all that you got. Do it as unto the Lord. Jesus, our Savior, my friends, is the way, and he showed us the way to follow. Our text says from Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man, we're talking about Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for all of us. Oh, you remember our Savior that gave his life so so that we could have life. Uh, Think about if he wouldn't go to the cross, but it was already prophesied that the Lord was going that way, but just suppose that God didn't go to the cross. Where would we be? Sometimes we begin to hear a song in our mind that if it had not been for Jesus, it had not been for God, where would we be? I hate to think about where I would be. But I'm so thankful that the Lord went to the cross, gave his life for what we didn't do. He didn't sin, we sinned, but he died for all of our sins and gave us an opportunity to come to know him as Savior and Light. You don't want to come and serve God because you love him so much. Because what he has delivered you from. Some of us were in drugs and sexual stuff and all kind of other crazy stuff. Drinking and excess and on and on and on. But oh, look what God did. Yes. By the power of the Spirit of God, he delivered us. Somehow, some way, we came to know the Savior. And he cleaned us up. And you won't serve him? I'm going to leave that with you. How then, as believers, do we serve him? and his church as believers you ought to render you ought ought to give service to God and to others you see it's not about just the pastor it's not about our other pastors it's about you each of us have a have have a, a stake in this why because we're all children of God regardless of any title and we come to serve God we can't do it all Somebody got to look after the children. and Somebody got to work inside the church house to make sure it's nice and clean and cool in the summertime. Somebody got to do the yard to make sure things are right. If it wasn't, y'all would be complaining. I don't know why they ain't got nobody to cut the grass. I don't see you with your Lord boy. What can I render? What can I render? What can I do? The Psalms in Psalm 116, 12 ask a question. What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits t- toward me? Think about that for just a moment. What can I give God? What can I offer him for all the benefits that he's blessed me with? What can I render? What can I rep- how can I repay? How can I offer to the Lord for all he has done for me? I'm not talking about for y- all of y- y'all. I'm talking about for me. The psalmist continues to ask what he could give the Lord in repayment for his goodness. God is good. You say it all the time. God is good. Somebody get to reframe and he's good all the time. What you gonna do about it? Don't just quote that. What you gonna do about it? Since he's so good, what, what are we gonna do? Since he's so good to me, just let me start. He saved me one day. I was on a fast track to hell, but God stopped the train and said, Jesse, get off. Not only did he do that, he called me into the ministry. He called me in a pastor. I had no intent. I had no idea. But I said, yes, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He began to turn things around in my mind and my life that I can get it right with him. And I got it right in most places. Still working on some stuff. But God is already working and I'm so excited about it. I know that he's still good. I know that he's still a blessing. Even when I get sick, God healed my body. When I don't feel good, I get some encouragement from the word of God. Some saint will come and say, Pastor, I'm praying for you. Oh, that's another good thing that God is doing. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And he's blessing even right now. What can I render? What can I offer him? I can't give him no money because he owned all the silver and the gold. I can't give him nothing because he owned everything. What I want to do is serve him. You see, my friend, how can we repay our Lord? Well, we can use our gifts and talents to serve the Lord and his people. We, we can pray. Can somebody pray? We can encourage one another. The Bible tells us we ought to be encouragers. Paul, the apostle, when he got worked out and got saved, and he was, maybe he was afraid to get to Jerusalem after all he had done to the house and to the people of God, but God placed somebody there to help him. His name was Barnabas. Barnabas began to pray for him and made a way that he can get to Jerusalem and began to help the church. God did that. When people don't trust you, don't like you, can't care about you, God will work it out. Well, can you pray? We can be encouraged Barnabas. His name means son of encouragement. And we can, according to the scripture, visit the sick, comfort the dying and share the good news of salvation with the living. Can I get a witness? That's greatness in serving. All you gotta do is make yourself available and God will all work it out. Well, another answer comes from the Apostle Paul's word. It comes from his words in Romans 12, 1. Some of you know it very well. And Paul says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I, I'm calling on you, brothers and sisters, I, by the mercies of Almighty God, that you present your body to be a sacrifice, present your body as a living sacrifice, not just no dead sacrifice. This has reference to in in, in that time where they would put a lamb a lamb dead. God had required it." They had a body there, but it was dead. But that was all right because Paul writes in this text that he wants our body to be a living sacrifice. God is a God of living, and our bodies are living. Then put our bodies on the altar of God and say, God, uh, tell him what's your name. He already knows you. Just tell him anyway, Lord, this is me. I want to serve you. I want to bless your people now. Whatever you want me to do, just let me know what I can do. But I want to start. I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to ask God to help me. You can start right now. If you're not saved, get saved. If you still want to serve, come on. There's no prohibition. Come on. He says... Therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, do you present your body? That means God is not doing it. You do it. You just put yourself on the altar. Yeah. Don't crawl off. Put yourself on the altar. And what kind of sacrifice? If you read part of the Old Testament and some of the New Testament, if they had a sacrifice of sheep, it couldn't be blind, it couldn't be blamed. It had to be perfect in order for God to accept it. Well, what about us? Are we perfect? No. But in Jesus, the Father looks at us like He's looking at Jesus. We put ourselves, we present ourselves to God. But there may be sin in our lives. God will work that out too as we ask Him to forgive us. But you began to say, Lord, take me. I want to serve you for all you've done for me. I want to serve you for how you put my family back together. I want to serve you for how you blessed me, gave me a job, blessed me. I want to serve you because you gave me some good help. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. We are healthy people, but we're sitting and we're not serving God. We're complaining and moaning not knowing that God wants us to serve him. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get in where you fit in and come on with it. God is able to work it all out. He wants us to be holy and acceptable to him, which is our reasonable service. That's not extracurricular. Reasonable service, and from this verse, we find in presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, it means to use our bodies to serve and obey God. We belong to God. We sing the song. We belong to God. Everybody clap. We belong to God. Y'all not telling the truth. If you belong to God, you do what God says. I thank you for that part over there. That's how they they own it. Amen. (laughs) Hope you guys online are with it too. Amen. And the apostle ends this verse saying, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. When we come to worship God, it's not about anything else but worshiping God. And we come to bless him. It is unreasonable. Is it, I just Let me ask you this question. Is it unreasonable for any of you to give yourselves totally to God in services for the good and gracious gift he has showered on you? Is it unreasonable? Your reasonable service for those who have experienced salvation through Christ, he has showered you with love, mercy, mercy and grace. Let me say it this way. As an act of love, while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Well, let me go on and ask for mercy. The book of Lamentations says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Name something left over is new every morning. So we say, great is our faithfulness to you, O God. And finally, the Lord's grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith that not of yourself. We couldn't save ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of any works that we could do. At least anyone should boast. I want you to know that it's all about His love It's not that we love God, but he loved us and gave his life for us. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Greatness is serving in the kingdom of God. you want to be great, let's go serve. And as believers, we are to love our God with all our hearts, mind and soul. The Hebrew scriptures will say the same thing in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. But my friends, God wants us to serve him. Now, for those of you, those of you that love God with all your hearts, those of you who do not know the Lord as Savior, today is the day to get to know him. How, you might ask. According to John's gospel, he says, John 20, 31. That's our memory verse in, 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 in Bible study, so y'all can write that down, because I'll ask you that question coming up on Wednesday, if the Lord said the same. But these are written that you may believe. He's really talking about those who do not believe at the moment. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Too many people are trying to fool God's people that they have life in their name. But the Bible declares there is no other name on heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. No other names. What kind of life? You will have eternal life in Jesus Christ. How? You must be born again. Paul writes in Romans how to do that. He says that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God the Father has raised him from the dead. The scripture says you will be saved. That's not to be saved next week, next month. That you will be saved today, right now, if that's you. For with the heart, not with the head. It's not about head knowledge. It's about the heart. Not, not with our head. That you, that you come. But with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What does all that mean? It means I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he is the son of the living God. And I believe that God has blessed him to go to the cross and, and die for me. And I'm, I'm confessing that I love him and I want him to be my Savior and my Lord. He can't just be your Savior. He must be the Lord. Why? He is in charge. He calls the shots. We don't call the shots. That's what gets us in trouble today. We want to call the shots. But whoever, this part is my favorite, whoever, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter who you're with, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, not just to call him, but whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Somebody, may he be here today, that want to call on the name of the Lord. They don't want to just call him and find out about him. They want to call him and ask God to care and bless us. And when you call on the Lord, you don't need no telephone. You don't need anything. Dr. Richard, you don't need no social media. Dr. Blocker, you don't need any of that stuff. All I want to do is call on the Lord. Can I call him? The Bible tells me I can call him. He said, "We call me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty thing that you do not know. I may not know about salvation, but I'm going to call and say, Lord, I want to be saved today. My friends, I don't care what you may have done. I don't care about all of that. You may say, well, I've, done, I've been too bad. But join the crowd because I was too bad. But God saved me. God worked it out. So I called him for me. Lord I need you in my life I want to be your servant and I began to be his servant I was afraid at first but I said thank you for all that you've done you worked out my life you touched my life my home and everything and God you brought me as somebody would say back in the day you brought me from a mighty long way so I'm thankful to God how about you and I will continue serving will you come and serve me will you say Lord today is my day I want to get up and call on you. Somebody's home is in a wreck right now. It don't matter whose whose problem it is. It don't matter who called it. You come to God and God will work it out. Your children may be having some issues. Whatever that might be, call Jesus. I'm here to tell you that he will answer you. Anybody want to call him? You may say, I really want to be a child of God. But I'm afraid it's all right. Come on and call the Lord. God is waiting on you, on you, and on you for calling. You can call him right now. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.